danger zone is the window between 6 to 10 p.m. when you're at home, you've eaten dinner, but you've got that little sugar craving, you want something sweet. So insulin sensitivity is your body's ability to utilize carbohydrates. The most important thing with everything, and this is what we practice with all our clients at CJ Coaching, is this. Welcome to today's podcast, we're gonna talk you through intermittent fasting. Why you should do it, maybe why you shouldn't do it, and basically how it works. So, to get stuck in, without any further ado, um, what is intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting is having windows of not eating, windows of eating. Now, when we look at this on a practical terms of why you would do this and why it would work, there's a couple of different things we really need to look at. Now, the science behind intermittent fasting has a lot of benefits. If we look at benefits other than weight loss, number one, there is some data to show that it improves uh, growth hormone production. Number two, there is a lot of data to, and I, from my own personal experience, it can improve um, gut function when done occasionally to allow some digestive reset, right? Because if you're eating a lot of food and you're on high calories, your body doesn't necessarily want to be digesting four or 5,000 calories every single day, every two to three hours. So sometimes having windows of not eating can be very beneficial for gut health. Now, when it comes to intermittent fasting, the main benefit of this is for fat loss. So why it's easier in terms of to lose weight for a lot of people with intermittent fasting is you're just not eating for part of the day. So you're cutting down the amount of time you're gonna be consuming calories. Now, that is very beneficial, depending on a couple of things. I wouldn't recommend, say for example, fasting in the morning if you're gonna work out in the morning because you don't wanna be far, like training fasted and then not eating for four hours is a recipe for um, being super catabolic and slowing down your metabolism. So if you're gonna fast, I would fast up until working out, then eat after working out. Um, what I'd suggest works really well for a lot of clients is basically fasting up to so maybe 12, one o'clock. So they're just skipping the morning and then maybe have one, two meals, train, maybe one meal afterwards. So you have three meals a day, but you eat like say 12, one o'clock, you work out maybe like three o'clock, you eat at five, you have another snack at seven. And that's something that's incredibly effective and can work for a lot of people. Um, and one of the benefits with intermittent fasting also helps in terms of insulin sensitivity. So insulin sensitivity is your body's ability to utilize carbohydrates and control um, glycogen and glucose levels within the bloodstream, which is really important in terms of fat loss because one of the things you'll find is a very important metric for health is insulin sensitivity. Because you'll find a lot of people who have high blood pressure also have what's called insulin resistance where their body basically and their pancreas can't create and utilize um, insulin correctly to manage blood sugar levels. What I would say when you look to practically try and implement something like intermittent fasting is finding what works for you and your schedule. So this is the number one most important thing with fitness, fat loss, muscle building, getting in shape. What works for you, your lifestyle? Like, do you work out in the morning? Do you work out in the evening? Like, do you always want to eat breakfast? Do you not want to eat breakfast? If you're naturally not hungry in the morning, you don't train till late in the day, maybe then intermittent fasting is beneficial for you. One of the things I love personally, and this is a big recommendation, is days where I'm not working out and I don't train in the morning, so like rest days, I'll probably push my first meal back a few hours, maybe to 11, 12, because I find I like it in the morning not eating because I feel much more focused in terms of cognitive and work. I can think clearer, I just feel sharper. So that's something I think is really important. If you're a high performer and you wanna dial in from a business perspective, I would try and fast in the morning, keep really high, well hydrated, take electrolytes, take nootropics, take things like lion's mane, uh, ashwagandha, things like that work really well. Caffeine, big fan. Um, and that will help to dial you in and then have your food later on. 
And that will also allow you, with intermittent fasting, one of my favorite things, is bigger meals. Because there's nothing more depressing than you have a meal that's like two, 300 calories and it's tiny. I'd, I'd rather just not eat the meal and have less meals and have larger ones. Um, so with that being said, a huge misconception a lot of people think is that you can't eat carbohydrates later in the day. You can't eat your calories before going to bed. It doesn't really matter what time you eat calories and carbohydrates. So something I find works really well for a lot of people is also combining intermittent fasting and carb backloading. So say for example, you don't eat until 12, you maybe just have a protein fat meal, you have another protein fat meal maybe at three o'clock. Final meal of the day, you could have all your carbohydrates and protein as well. Bingo, you get the biggest meal of the day then, you're super full. Um, you're not gonna go wandering around the cookie jar or going to Albertsons or Smiths in Vegas trying to find sugary treats. And this is one of the key things, is avoiding, while it's cool, the danger zone. And the danger zone is the window between six to 10 p.m. when you're at home, you've eaten dinner, but you've got that little sugar craving, you want something sweet. And you, you go lurking around the fridge, you're opening the fridge door and just like, you're just looking for something to graze at. Now this is where a lot of people go wrong, myself included. Like if I'm on a diet, I can't have dark chocolate in the fridge because then I'll just, I'll eat it and it'll be gone. So really, really important thing to understand is the benefits from that. When we look at the concerns and negatives when it comes to intermittent fasting, I wouldn't recommend it for anyone who's got potential eating disorders, problems with anorexia, bulimia, can cause problems. So in that instance, yes, this is not gonna be a good idea. Other than that, I wouldn't say there's huge problems other, as well than if you may be like type one diabetic and you need to try and keep your blood sugar levels up all the time. So these are really important things to understand and the most important thing with everything, and this is what we practice with all our clients at CGO Coaching, is this, individualization and feedback loop. You, your feedback loop from your brain to your body of how you personally feel, but you have to take your emotions out of that a lot of the time but also your feedback loop, say from us, from a client to coach. So we understand what's going on, what works for your lifestyle, what doesn't work for your lifestyle. And this is how you create true success and how you create a blueprint for your body that can last a lifetime with getting you in great shape, you being successful in your business, you being successful with your family, you being successful with your finances, successful with your fitness. You can have it all, you just need to be consistent with what you do and have the right method for you that fits your personality and your lifestyle. If you want help with that, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram, say you listen to the podcast. If this podcast was helpful, enjoyable, and gave you some thought process to think about, smash the like button, make sure you leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend who could really do with some of this knowledge, and we'll see you next episode soon.